0: Well, hello. Welcome to this episode of LARPing Live. I'm your host, Risky Krisky, recorded as always from the local Mantra's Bar and Grill. I'm in the second stall from the left, as you can smell. Had a big ass word of Carnitas earlier, and if you could bring some matches in here, that'd be excellent. On with the show. You guys are doing well. Welcome to the new podcast. This is episode one. So I figure uh, it would be appropriate in this episode to cover sort of a little history about me. It's directly relevant to the topic of today. However, um, I'm not going to be touching on it too much in the future. Besides maybe little bits here and there. This way, you get an idea of who Risky Krisky is and why you even want to hear what I have to say. So before talking about the MacGyver mindset, um, a little bit about me. I'm in my mid-30s. Uh, I served in the Army. Uh, I was an infantryman in the 82nd Airborne. I deployed to Iraq. Um, did a little bit of machine gun work, a little long-range marksmanship stuff. Uh, got out after one, one enlistment. Um, went to nursing school, did all the pre-rec stuff. Um, did some time in a hospital and a nursing home as you know required to get into nursing school got in didn't like it it wasn't for me Um, needed a change so i got out took some time off of college uh, did some security work bodyguarding work as well here in the states Um, in that time frame i was actually considering uh, dropping a packet into the fbi um i i'd actually looked at going back into the army i'd uh, taken the AFAS, the flight aptitude test to fly helicopters. Um, and they didn't want me to come back because uh, I had a sleeve tattoo. So the tattoos kept me from going back in, even though I was prior service with a, a past day pass. No big deal. Fast forward uh to me thinking about doing the FBI thing, and um I saw a pretty bad car accident. Well, this car accident ended up being fatal for one of the people involved. There was a tractor trailer involved, and it was in, like 5 p.m. on a uh, Pretty well-traveled road where I live, and nobody, nobody got out to help, and uh, this guy ended up dying in my arms, and it really, really pissed me off, and it drove me to to join the volunteer fire service, and then from there, uh, to to get more training and go through an academy later on, uh, and become a professional firefighter, EMT. Um, did that, have multiple certifications uh, and a bunch of different uh, arenas of the rescue firefighting world. And probably my favorite is the is the ropes training the high up stuff uh rescue swimming, and then maybe uh the urban search and rescue like building collapse so think think nine eleven the firefighters once the buildings came down, the guys that were tunneling through the wreckage floors and floors you know subterraneously or is that right subterraneous subterranean floors um so that's sort of the USAR deal. Um, stuff's pretty awesome. Uh, got out of that went into the private sector um, because I, I came across uh, an option that was almost too good to be true as far as making money in in the housing market and things like that. So I did that had a good time and I ended up getting uh getting fired because I'm a little bit too risky sometimes. Nothing, uh, nothing that I'm going to talk about here uh, for another time, but that would it probably dox me if I ended up saying all that. Let's just say it, you would like it. You would like it, and I got fired for it. <laughs> uh, either way. So now I'm here. I create content on YouTube. Um, I've had multiple Instagram accounts, multiple Facebook accounts, multiple Twitters. They all got nuked. So now we're here. Um, I'm in a position, fortunately enough, to where I can do this. Um, I don't make any money off of it right now. Hopefully, I can I can make a little bit of money to just help pay bills and stuff like that, or or continue to fund it. But as of now, I'm not taking in any money. And if I don't ever make a dime off of it, that's still okay. I can't guarantee I'll be able to put out the same kind of content. However, it's not about the money, right? It's about passing along the information and help. If I help one of you, then all this is worth it, right? So now that you know that about me, uh, let's talk about the subject at hand. Oh, actually, I hear somebody coming. Hold on. All right, I think he's gone, but it stinks in here. Okay, the topic at hand, the MacGyver mindset. I searched and thought a lot about what I would want to talk about here, something that isn't talked about a lot, Um, not in this way, at least. and just present you with maybe a philosophy or an outlook slash approach on life right on problem solving on just dealing with tasks dealing with difficult things or overwhelming odds if you will um when when i was a firefighter and i approached somebody who was trapped or in distress um, they're calling us on their worst day right it's just another day for us we're probably gonna see multiple people like that in the same day um, but it's their worst day they need help so it's it's absolutely super life and death serious sometimes so we have to have a wide base a wide net, if you will, on information and knowledge to build upon so that when we are given a a problem or given a task, we can execute with time of the essence and also succeed in what we're doing, even if it's, you know, kind of a crazy or or out of the box type scenario. Um, I know this is very vague here but just bear with me think of it like um like like a band and they're saying okay we'll take requests you can't just be some guy who doesn't know how to play the guitar um or you only know blues music and you say hey let's take requests you know somebody's going to say play play Freebird, right or somebody's going to play play stairway to heaven you know totally different uh songs right if you have if you don't know those two songs you're not going to do it somebody says oh play something else right if you don't know a shit ton of stuff you're not going to be able to 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 fulfill their request and i'll let me let, let you in on a little hint they don't know every song it's impossible nobody can but they know the chords the bass chords they know bass riffs right blues riffs versus classical riffs versus whatever right they understand hey if i i can hear the song or pull up or somebody hum it okay and then they can start playing does it sound like this yeah that's it okay here take it away right and they go so we need to approach life um or whatever pick your poison tactical uh homesteading uh medical whatever energy independence we need to have a wide base because where we're going And this whole game and charade is unknown and and we have to assume right let me back it up how can we ensure success or have the best likelihood of success knowing where the fail points are avoiding those and accomplishing all the goals well how can we do that we have to account for all of the outside factors right or as many as we can come up with the more the merrier so the more variables we can account for the more the better we are as far as being able to get the job done example being if if you know if your land has has water on the property right like like a little creek and you want to become energy independent and you have no knowledge of water power, right? Or like putting in a turbine, hydroelectric stuff. Then you might find yourself out there trying to get solar, right? Not that solar is bad, but you might try try to harness wind energy or something stupid like that when you have a creek that could potentially power majority of your stuff on the property. Or let's say you know that and you go with the, um, the creek thing, right? Okay, cool. So now you're a step ahead of the guy who didn't know about that. Because you have that in your back pocket. Well, what happens um, if the, if it gets dammed up? What happens if beavers come in? Do you know how to divert the water? What happens if the internet's down? Are you going to be able to go and look up how to fix that problem 10 years from now? If we're in a worst case scenario, probably not. But I'll tell you what, and this is, this is why it's fucking crazy, right? This is why uh, I think everything happens for a reason. But all the training, broad spectrum, comes into play. If you're a firefighter you have to go through hazmat training at least basic hazmat training and you have to know how to dam and dike and like for hazmat spills right if they go down to a creek or if it's moving liquid and you have to be able to siphon water from the bottom or the top at a dam so as a firefighter I learned that right and I'm not saying hey I know this and you don't that's not what this is about Um, this is about hey that guy who's a firefighter might be able to help you with, with the fucking energy thing if you run into that problem. Who would know that? You pro- Most people probably wouldn't. I bet MacGyver would know that. He's a jack of all trades, master of none. It's important, right? Look at all the variables of life. You know what we want to avoid at a base thing? We want to avoid dying and suffering, Right? quite the opposite we want to have a long life and we want to have great times and have plentiful you know everything right we don't want to be in in despair or need so if we can have medical training that avoids or that helps us survive um, illness or injury if we have homesteading ability it helps us avoid fluctuations and and uh food prices or if there's a disaster we can still rely on our own food um we have the ability to take in other people if we have land uh if something goes down and you might need mechanical knowledge right can you change your own oil or change a tire um every little bit counts right did you used to work at a bike store or did you were you the clerk at an oil change place and and you have a little bit of knowledge or hey i might i might know this or this pass that on I'm not saying you have to tell everyone everything you know, but it, use all of your life experiences collectively and, and refer back to them because it, it didn't happen for nothing. Whether you realize it or not, uh, you might need a, a tidbit of information from some random-ass job or, or thing you did or something you heard, um, and it'll blow your mind sometimes. I can't tell you how many times that's happened uh i'm going to go through a list of things here i think should be should be somewhat understood sear or survival type stuff right so think making a fire think being able to skin a squirrel and prepare it uh purify water have a shelter um base level sear not like uh, I, sear might be the wrong word just Survival like in the wilderness, like uh bushcraft, if you will, homesteading, so understanding having a garden that's a lacking thing for me I don't personally have a garden I have a shit I'm that guy I bought a shit ton of seeds when the coof started um, I have a all my buddies have land and they're starting um, so I need to I need to work in that regard they the animals as well fence taking down lumber, um, heating your own house with said lumber, if you can, energy independence, that sort of goes, I think that goes somewhat under the homesteading, Um, so having solar, one is none, two is one, remember that that's a military thing, that's very important, right, so let's say there is a grid down scenario, yeah, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else if you have solar power, Um, but you'd be leaps and bounds above the solar power people if you have solar and a backup of something else, um, and you're gonna say, "Oh, Crispy." Well, ooh, I can't afford it. Well, neither can I. That's why I don't have it. But some of you, some of you guys might. Okay, and the whole idea here is not—we're not gonna take. If you have money, I'm not sitting here and saying, "Hey, let's mooch off the people with money." But if you're listening to this and you're in that mindset, know what God has blessed you with, right? So if you have that ability to say, "Hey, I have land here," or I have the ability to have a homestead and put up shelter buildings right well maybe you should do that maybe you should get have a bunch of buildings with eye bolts right and hammocks so you, they can have a bunch of people there have like a kitchen building with you know a huge couple picnic tables in there that can you can you know have 20 or 30 individuals if you have money and do something like that right because then hey guess what you just have, now you have yourself a crew maybe get that set up in advance right and and if nothing ever happens, well, you can rent that out to camp people or or whatever, right? So you can make money off of it. Food, um, food independence that goes under homesteading as well. So being able to supplement uh, your food with your own food you grow or have the ability to maintain with animals, and then also food storage, right? So like <clears throat> having emergency emergency like long lasting food, dry food. Uh, having canned food water the ability to filter water if you have a well get a hand pump so that if shit goes south uh, you can still have access to that water medical that goes without saying already talked about it earlier i think everyone if if you don't know how to do proper cpr you are absolutely wrong go this is one of those things like at the top of the list we've got like being in shape if you I'm not saying you can't do multiple things so you can't just go work out all day long right that's not feasible but that should be your first priority and if you have a family making sure they're somewhat in shape if you're that and I'm not again this is not me talking down you I'm just putting out facts so take it for what it is if you're obese or morbidly obese odds are if you have a family someone else in your family could be as well So if you're listening to this and you are thinking, I need to get myself in shape, props to you, identifying the issues, step number one. So if you have other people in your family, you care about them too. You're going to prep for them to have food and water and shelter. Make sure they're getting into shape as well, because you can't do any of the other cool guy things or, or be able to travel on your feet. With your stuff if you're not in shape it's kind of like at the top of the list if shit goes south um, so yeah rant over in that regard mechanical I think I touched on that political this one's important you have to be able to have the understanding of the big 30,000 foot view of what's going on um, it helps in multiple ways so I mean political on two sides of like current political climate and events in the outside world and then political and and how you interact and deal with other people. So like having tact, knowing when to talk, when to not talk, um and then having the right words to say. So let's let's say and shit hit the fan scenario number 1 over here. Uh your your neighborhood has realized like okay, there's been no power for like a week and we can't even find out what's going on. You think, hey, maybe a nuke hit or an EMP hit or something like that, um, and you've talked to them and they might agree. But now you've been you've been hearing gunshots off in the distance, like firefights, and you've you've decided, hey, we might need to like actually start walking around the neighborhood or, or put a few cars or at the front of the neighborhood or drop this telephone pole or these trees over the roadway here to prevent somebody from just flying in. And maybe all of us, we need to have somebody on guard or a couple of people on guard and awake at all times. Maybe you're there, right? And then maybe there's a few people that don't like that idea. Maybe now's the time to use that political mindset of, hey, Karen, you know, put, put, maybe do you, or do you not put Karen in her place? That kind of thing. That's having the, the political uh, know-how in that regard. Maybe, maybe that's not the right word, but you see what I'm getting at. Um, an example that I can, I can touch on right now. Also, oh, so comms is another one. You need to have comms. And that leads into this example. Uh, I, I did the video on YouTube. I did two of them, but I did them on sort of, radio i had a rant in one and i I devoted another video to these what i call radio fuds right think of like gun fuds the dude at the range who gets pissed at you for shooting more than one round a minute i don't go to ranges like that but they exist um they don't want to admit it but they're driving people away from ham radio and keeping them out um one argument, not argument, one point a guy brought up and I actually enjoy his comments. He makes a lot of good points. So if he, hopefully he'll listen to this, but, um, he brought up, I said like one out of 10 or like you know, 10% or less of everyone that I quizzed was a proficient ham radio operator. And this guy's point was, well, you only need like 10% of to be ham, proficient ham radio operators. Everyone can't be the RTO. Well, that's an excellent point. Everyone can't be the RTO. However. If only 10% of the people that I quizzed, which is not reflective of the population, right? The people that are watching this are gonna be a higher percentage chance that they have that radio capability than just regular people, because they're not into this. They're tuned out, if you will. So it's less than 10% in real life. And if that's the only amount of people that know how to plug, you know, a Beofang, or pick your poison. See, here's the thing. The, the radio fuds are going to, they're not going to like that I just said bail thing. They're going to, they're literally going to get pissed off that I said that. That's what I'm getting at here. Um, I digress. If, if only 10% can perform basic functions of, of setting up comms or communication, right? If only 10% of people know how to even put the, the, uh, the right offset and frequencies into the thing know how to go in the menu and set that up and actually hit a repeater with it what happens when there's a mass casualty incident or that one guy dies right it's not i'm not saying everyone has to be the technical genius of radios but if only 10 percent can even perform base functions when i said pro i didn't say expert i said proficient right proficient meaning can you even fucking make it work <laughs> That's a base function of being proficient. Can you do it? If only 10% of people can do it, um, that's not good. We need to be cross-trained. There's a reason in infantry units in the military, everyone is cross-trained in CLS. Everyone has to be certified on starting lines on people and doing needle chest decompressions and doing tourniquets, chest seals, uh, you know, the whole yada, yada, right? So, To say that oh man that's that's the gatekeeping right I know I'm ranting here but hey that's what the podcast is for that long format shit right so have that base I'm not saying you have to be um, the radio operator extraordinaire but if you don't have if you don't have your license hmm that's a sign not mandatory right, I understand the hesitancy to want to give the license do the license or any of that, but that tells me you probably can't set up comps or you haven't done it before. So that's an issue because what happens when we're going to rely on those ham radios or you know set up communications on our own, and there is some sort of nuke that goes off and kills a bunch of people. And a lot of those techs, are, those, I say techs, those um, amateur radio operators are gone, a big chunk of them. So then we have less, and then the people who have radios sitting in their closet, they've never even fucking done anything with them. So they're still useless because they can't go online and learn how to do it afterward. That's what I'm getting at here. If you understand how to program the, the radio And you understand how to plug the hole from the bullet in the guy's chest. And you know how to make a hole in the enemy's chest. And you know how to change the oil in a diesel truck. And you used to work as a fence installer in high school. And used to do cattle fence all the time. And then you got into feeding the cows or or whatever in the summers, right? And now you just work in an office building. However, you rock climb, so you have a lot of rope and you know knots and shit. Well, God forbid something happens and you have to get out of that building and the stairwells aren't in use. Man, it sure would help if you knew how to fucking come up with a rope system or a safety line to get you guys out of there. It sure would be nice if somebody could go over and get these cows back in the, in the fence because it's kind of, we have to have them to survive, right? And we got to repair that fence, but phones don't work and you're the only guy around. Man, see what I'm getting at here? Use your cumul- cumulative life experience um, to address issues, right? And there's, it goes a step further than that. It's a mindset, It's situational awareness at its at a high level Um, and knowing yourself right how am I being perceived am I in the spot where I can do this that's why I personally I like to maybe not the gray man I like to appear weaker than I am does that make sense I would rather set myself up for success as being so non-threatening and so soft-spoken most of the time, you're never going to see it coming if something happens. Call me crazy, call me fucking whatever, I don't care. That's my thought process. Sometimes, you know, it's good to, to be a hard target, right? Sometimes it's good to blend in, sometimes it's good not even to be noticed. I try to not even be noticed. Um, That being said, I want to know tis everything else. I don't want to be seen. I want to see everything. I go into a room. I want to make sure I know who comes in and out of the room. I want to know where the exits are. I want to know who appears to be the most dangerous person in the room. Is it me? Is it that guy? Is it that guy? Is that guy carrying? I can see him printing. What kind of gun is it? Let me tell you something about that side rant. Someone with no self uh, self awareness or situational awareness. I'm not a cop. I don't give a fuck what you do, right? Just don't fuck with me, but I really don't give a fuck what you do. It's illegal to conceal, carry a handgun, even with a concealed carry handgun license and drink alcohol in a fucking bar. That's common sense. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't, I'm saying generally you shouldn't drink with guns. I mean, that's a fucking pretty easy statement, but who hasn't sat at their house? I'm not admitting to get, I'm not admitting anything here. Fucking feds who hasn't sat at their house and had a beer and fucking mess with their gun, right? Been cleaning it or something out on their back porch. Who hasn't, right? Whole different story. Who prints like a motherfucker in a t-shirt in a bar stool with people all around him and behind him with a Glock nineteen um, in an outside trying to hide it outside the waistband holster underneath a t-shirt on a Saturday in a downtown place, liberal downtown city? Somebody who's asking for trouble. The fact that I I can tell what fucking model It is. I even know which one it is because it doesn't have finger grooves, but it's not the old one. So I know you have a new generation Glock 19, and we're drinking in a bar, and there's 150 people around us. That guy ain't MacGyver. That guy's a liability. That's my gun if I want it to be, right? You're lucky I have no intention on doing that, but it's my gun if I so choose. Nobody would know that. Nobody even knew he had a gun. I knew he had a gun, right? MacGyver would have known. MacGyver would have known hey, I'm in here drinking beer, so I don't have my gun on me because I'm not breaking the law at the moment. But that guy's got a gun and I can see the door. And if somebody crazy comes in here and starts shooting, well, I'm going to get the drop on him and that guy's gun's going to be my gun or whatever, right? Maybe that's somebody intoxicated talking, which is why they probably didn't carry the gun on them in the first place, and they were just daydreaming in the moment while their wife was rambling on about something else. Not the point. The point is, be on your fucking game, and when the time comes or the matter is the most serious at hand, it's not the time to say, Uh, I have no idea what the fuck to do here. Or I wish I would have learned that or paid attention here. Make it happen. You control everything going on as far as your knowledge intake and what you seek to learn. So, I suggest always be learning every day. Get good on the medical stuff. Get good on um, tactically being squared away, make sure you're in shape, understand that you're being lied to by the government, and that some shit's about to go down because they're being pushed into a corner for their lies, and they have to do something in order to maintain power, otherwise the game is over. And they can't let the game be over because that's bad news for them. So, they're going to wait until the last possible second, if the blame's going to come back on them, otherwise they're going to have an incident happen and they're going to put the blame on someone else, like World War III or, or a false flag, or they're going to try to change up things within the Supreme Court or within, you know, whatever to rile people up enough to where they can hopefully stir up something within the own populace. Because if they can't, then they're going to literally have to fucking come down full tyranny style. And they don't want to do that because they want to at least pretend to save face as long as possible. So know that, and I don't care if you disagree you don't like that. This is my podcast. So I'll do what I want. Um, understand that something is going to happen. It's going to happen probably before this next election. At, at what I mean before the next president is supposed to be inaugurated. I would assume it will happen before the actual elections take place themselves, because they will have to uh, do similar stuff to what they did last time. Otherwise, it'll be... And it'll be too obvious regardless. So that's why it's like, it's getting spicy out there. That's why I'm putting out this content, because we're almost almost at game time. And relax, feds. I'm not saying I'm telling people to do anything. I'm saying we're defensive. Something is going to be done to us, I would imagine. Um... I hope this wasn't too rambly, but then again, the name was going to be Krisky's Risky Ramblings, Krisky's Risky Ramblings, yeah, but I knew I would fuck that up saying it. Um, I hope you like the idea of the podcast here. I'm going to try to get some other people on. I've been in talks with a few um, podcasters, a few other people on YouTube um, that we might have some co-hosts or guests and I, I really depends on the feedback but think MacGyver not MacGruber MacGyver because its it's about problem-solving and the best way to solve problems is to avoid the problems to begin with to set yourself up for success and that way you don't even have to deal with the shit because the longer time you have to prepare And avoid the scenario the better but sometimes shits not in our control and we're thrust into that so the the more knowledge the wider the net you cast on preparedness and being cool under pressure is gonna be critical I also highly advise if you're in a group where you train like LARP in the woods like I do I highly advise doing the stress inoculation so go ruck run right I would literally say go ruck run to your range and when you're there do some push-ups make it suck and then shoot and then look at how that was and that and then have people yell at you while you shoot Um, it's not pretty it's not it doesn't make for great YouTube videos or anything like that but That's going to be about as close as you can have to mimicking the stress of the adrenaline dump, right? Uh, Yeah. As always, I hope you guys stay safe and frosty out there. And uh, let's go, Brandon.